0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, so far this week, Colin, we've looked at murder, adultery and divorce. We are, of course, taking a close look at the Sermon on the Mount as found in Matthew's Gospel. And uh, today, oaths. Yes, Jesus is comparing what was acceptable under the old religious law and what is truly the will of god because he has given us a new heart under the new covenant and of course he gives us the holy spirit to enable us to live according to the will that he has for us so in chapter 5 of matthew verse 33 we read again you have heard that it was said to the people long ago do not break your oath but keep the oaths you have made to the lord But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your own head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. As Christians, we are people who should be trusted. People should be able to trust us, able to believe that we mean whatever we say, that our word is trustworthy. One of the biblical descriptions of the devil is that he is the father of all lies, that he has been a liar from the beginning. So it should be well seen that Christians are people who do not lie They tell the truth, they do not deceive, they walk by the truth, and their word is to be trusted. And I think for um, a great majority of Christians, that is certainly the case. Certainly, we don't have to swear and take oaths in order to get people to believe what we say. We should simply speak the truth and Leave it at that. Expect people to believe what we say. We don't have to say, you know, well, I swear by this or that or the other that what I'm saying is true. I don't believe myself that Jesus is referring here to the need to take an oath in court, although some Christians uh, do do not like the idea of doing that because they think that transgresses this word. But... Uh, whether whether you take um, that line or not, the important thing is that we are all witnesses all the time. Uh, Jesus calls us to be witnesses, whether we're in a law court or not. So it's very important that people should be able to trust us and to trust what we say. Then Jesus again makes a comparison You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Now, here you see Jesus is again talking about heart attitudes. What should you do if someone strikes you? Well, again, you see, the heart attitude is always one of forgiveness. And Jesus even goes beyond that. So we don't just forgive them. Turn to him the other cheek also. Now, I don't think Jesus is being facetious here. He's not trying to be humorous or anything like that. But he's saying, you know, if someone hurts you and you forgive them, they're likely to hurt you again very often. Which is why elsewhere, you know, the question is raised, how many times should I forgive my brother if he sins against me? Um, And Jesus says, well, if he sins against you seven times in a single day and asks you to forgive him, then you're to forgive him. And the other question, how often should I forgive? Uh, Seven times, and Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. You see, the heart attitude is to forgive and to forgive and to forgive, no matter what people do to you. And actually, if you forgive people, then what they do doesn't get to you, it doesn't get to your heart. Even if they damage your body, even if they attack you in some other way, it doesn't give you a sour or a bitter heart. So long as you keep forgiving, your heart will remain really at one with the Lord. And so, you know, if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Uh, Jesus is saying, look, uh, it, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of unrighteousness in the world. But it, it isn't that we've got to defend ourselves and, uh, and all the time just be, uh, you know, seeking our own reputation and all, all of that kind of thing. He says, just show how generous you are uh you know just just show generosity show love show forgiveness show mercy then he says if someone forces you to go one mile go with him too a roman soldier could force anybody to carry a burden for one mile then under the law uh he would have to pass that burden over to another person so jesus is saying well be prepared to go two miles now This was a bitterly resented thing, that the occupying forces should have this authority to make you carry um, a burden for a mile, even if it was going to take you way out of of where you wanted to go. So, you know, it's an amazing thing that Jesus is saying. Just have that attitude of forgiveness, of generosity. So give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you always be ready to give, always be ready to forgive, always be ready to be merciful. It's a heart attitude. You see it in Jesus. He didn't fight back when people beat him and, and tortured him and, and maligned him during his trial. Even when he was falsely accused, he stood there and said nothing. Why? Because he knows that God always vindicates the truth. And he knows that if we are Christians who belong to him, we are on the side of truth, and truth is on our side. So in the end, the truth will prevail. What is this to say about justice, though, and injustice, fairness and unfairness? Well, you see, there is a natural justice, and there is a supernatural justice. And what Jesus is really saying is if you don't feel you get justice at the natural level, you can always be sure that you get justice from God. So in the end, you will not be the loser. And it's Jesus, isn't it, who said, we we were seeing last week, um, that when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. So, you see, Jesus knows that people are going to be ill-treated by the world. But what he's saying is don't fight back with ill-treatment. Fight back with the principles of the kingdom. Love, mercy, forgiveness, generosity. And, you see, he comes on then to make this amazing statement. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that they may be sons of your Father in heaven. You see, the strange thing is this, Julia, that when you start to pray with someone who you may regard as your enemy, they cease to be your enemy, because when you pray for someone and you pray regularly, the love of God does something in your heart. You begin to love that person despite who they are or what they've done to you and there is that mercy and forgiveness that is being expressed in the very fact that you are praying for them you're not praying against them jesus doesn't say pray against them he said pray for those who persecute you that they may be sons of your father in heaven they only treat you badly because they don't belong to the father because they're not in the love of god because they don't know him. So pray that they will come into relationship with him so that they will treat you as well as you're treating them. So he's really saying the standards of the kingdom are so much higher than the standards of the world. So even when the world treats you badly, don't descend to the level of the world, but keep the standards of the kingdom. And God will honor you for doing that. He causes his son to rise on the evil and good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, Jesus continues. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Is this an impossible ideal that Jesus is putting before people? No. The word perfect there means to be completed, to be fulfilled. He's really saying, just do the will of God. Do what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to hit back. He doesn't want you to fight back. The weapons of our warfare are spiritual weapons that are mighty to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. We are not to fight on the same terms that the world fights. We are not to retaliate and to hit back. It's not eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But we use the spiritual resources of the kingdom of God. And we fight back with mercy, forgiveness, love. And you know, some people think, oh, that's very soft. But actually, when you're in the situation, you've got to be strong. To be able to react like that, you've got to be bold and courageous and you've got to be determined not to be dragged down to the standards of the world, to the standards of the devil, but maintain your standards of the kingdom of God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.